numbers are? No. Okay. <laughs> a happy number is, for example, 19. If you uh, take the, the digits of 19 and square them and then add the, the squares, you basically do that again and again and again until you get one. So 19 is 1 squared plus 9 squared, which is 82. Then 82 is uh, 8 squared plus 2 squared equals 68, and you basically just keep iterating until you get to 1. And if you if you do get to 1, then it's a happy number. But if you don't get to 1, then it's not a happy number. And then there are happy primes, which is a number that's both happy and prime. Ooh, happy primes. So welcome to the math cast. The math cast! B, we got B's in math. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that that's one of the things that I like so much about Q, is just all the math that's involved. Yeah, there's probably a whole page going around there, probably like, that number's not prime, what the fuck? You know what, if you make a movie like this, you'd better use the, you'd do the math right, because that's people right. will... Because the people who watch this kind of movie will actually go out there and and do the math and yeah, like it's, give you shit about it. It's like how Futurama came up with their own theorem. Or whatever. I, I I don't know. They do a <laughs> lot of know. math at the Harlem Globetrotters, but I, blah, trotters. But like, yeah, I remember reading that they came up with an actual like workable equation for the show, just because they knew how rabid the fans would be about it. So welcome back to the B cast. Yeah. Yeah. B cast. Forgot to introduce the B cast. Hello. Yeah. I'm Malaria. I'm Mike. And this is Patrick. Hello. Our special guest. Special guest Patrick recommended that we watch The Cube. I love The Cube, so I said, okay. And so we not only watched The Cube, we had him on to watch it with us. And actually, the movie is called Cube and not The Cube. <laughs> and uh, there is a movie called The Cube, uh, which was by Jim Henson. And it was equally as creepy as this. The Cube. Oh, was that the, uh, the short? It wasn't really a short, it was about an hour long. Because I remember that there was a, uh, <coughs> there, there was some... Jim Hansen's The Cube. 1969. Yeah, it's, it's 53 minutes. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that movie is, uh, like, this guy gets a new job in this place, and he gets put into a cubicle, which is like a, it looks like a padded room, mm -hmm. but it, um... And he's like, all right, I'm going to leave now. And they're like, well, you can't leave, but you can leave. You just have to want to leave. And he can't figure out how to leave. And people keep coming in and annoying him <laughs> and then leaving. And then he tries to leave and then somebody interrupts him and he can't actually leave. So, I don't know, it's, it's pretty creepy. We'll all watch right. that some other time. <laughs> but the cute movie we did watch... is probably the one that you've already heard of. <laughs> Um, it, it's, uh, it's a fun little movie about these... Fun for the family. Yep. Take your toddlers. 
Oh. <laughs> That's right. We, we've made a point that every movie that I talk about is family fun. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, there are these, like, five or six people inside this big cube building, and, like, every room is a cube with a door on every single side. Yeah, in fact, all the rooms are exactly the same, except for their different colors. And some of them have death traps. Yes. And some of them have bodies. Mm -hmm. Some of them have bodies, because there were death traps. Yep, yep. And people died. Yeah. The, um, this cube movie was apparently good enough to warrant two sequels, and one of the two sequels is a prequel, which really didn't answer so many questions as it just made more questions. So, I don't know, I think the consensus here is that it should have just been left alone. But I like all the all the other movies, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk. Obviously. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, I remember, I saw this several years ago, and I've not seen the sequels, so I can't really say as to whether or not they're good or otherwise, but... <coughs> well, they follow pretty standard sequel. Yeah. They're not as good as the original, but they're still good in their own right. They, they kind of try to revive, you know, all the all the good parts of the original, but it's it's never quite the same. Right. Yeah. The second one, Hypercube, is pretty neat because not only were there, like, actual um, spatial traps, there were um, time traps as well. So, like, if you went into the wrong cube and you were... Um, you know, unlucky enough to go into a really sped up cube, you would like get really old and then like decrepit by the time you made it to the other side. Um, and then there were like super slow cubes, <laughs> and and then that was really trippy because if you um, going through all these time warp cubes, there were actually like several different instances of yourself, so you could team up with like five U's. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I remember there was a guy who was stuck in there like, because of the, the time effects. He was stuck in there for years. And he uh, he kept himself alive through cannibalism. And he kept killing and eating the same guy <laughs> over and over again and taking his watch. Yeah. And so he yeah. had arms just covered in this, the same watch from the same guy. He kept killing again and again. <laughs> yeah. That wow. was pretty awesome. I hope I didn't spoil that. Eh, nobody's gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that was just one of the neat things of Hypercube. You should watch it again. But for Hypercube, I was always kind of wondering how the dude with like the lisp hooked up with the hot chick. If I was a hot chick, I would not hook up with that dude. Well, okay. Maybe that particular hot chick was kind of a hoe. She probably was. She had, like, the sexy red dress and, like, stilettos the whole time. Yeah, that's just not the outfit you want to wear if you're, you know, if you're going to go out Cuban. Yeah, if you're going to go Cuban, don't wear stilettos. Probably not a good idea. You're going to have a bad time. Well, that and they've got the freaking like, ladders on all of the cube floors. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to get your heel in one of the, the ladder rungs, and, yeah, it's just not going to be pretty. Now, if they wanted to make the room, if they wanted yeah. to make the uh, <laughs> the cube really, really disorienting, they should have done the whole thing in zero G, so you didn't know which way was down. Oh yeah, that would have been excellent. That was probably like their next idea, but they were like, oh, yeah. let's just do a prequel instead. That'll be easy." 
I'm looking at the budget. The budget for this movie was $350,000. Yeah, because they only had one set with different yeah. LED lights. Yeah, they just they just uh, slid the colored panels in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, getting back to the actual cube, it's it's a really cool idea, and I like the uh, the execution of it. Like, it's uh, it's one of those very few movies where the whole thing pretty much takes place in one place, and so you know it doesn't get to rely on scenery so much. I mean, granted, the 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 scenery of the cube is pretty interesting. Yeah. But it's not like ninety minutes interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the strangers are all like. You know, we've got to get out of here. And so they start moving through the cube, uh, going room by room, trying not to die. And, you know, as it always happens, uh, the tension builds. People kind of start getting on each other's nerves. People and die. People die. People um, kill each other. And, you know, there's an attempted rape. And uh, gumdrops. Gumdrops, yeah. Yeah. Um... Patrick here noticed that all of the characters were named after prisons, which I thought was pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a character Levin and a character named Worth. Levin Worth. Mm -hmm. Woohoo! There's, there's Quentin, which is uh, San Quentin. Quentin. Yeah. Um, Holloway. Uh, Kazan, which is a, a Russian prison. Okay. And uh, Ren is, I think it's a French prison. Uh, Ren. Man, I hear, like, I hear European prisons, like French prisons and stuff, are really horrible. Dude, but if you ever go to prison, go to Korean prison, because they make you do, like, song and dance numbers. I've seen that stuff. That's <laughs> hilarious. Well, they're all sucking on buttons. Yeah, and which is kind of stupid. That one girl uses her button to, like, scratch on, like, the metal plates, and then she throws it back in her mouth, and I'm just like, you're ingesting shards that aren't meant to be ingested. That's why she's so smart. She's got a lot of iron in her system. <laughs> Well, I think the, the the button would rub off on the metal since it's softer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's what's happening. Yeah. Her button's made out of chalk or crayons. But uh, yeah. So there's a lot of math. Um, they they discover there's like coordinates and then the Ooh, distraction. <laughs> yeah. So for for all you kids who think that math can never help you. <laughs> math could save your life one day if you end up in the cube. Yeah, if you wake up in a cube and you didn't pay attention to math, you are fucked. Yeah, and if you wake up in the hypercube, you're fucked anyway. Um, I want to talk about the very first scene in the movie where the guy goes into the room next to him and he gets cubed. Oh, uh. yeah. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Um, this this movie really just is kind of a showcase for all the death traps. It's kind of like Saw. Yeah, it's a lot like Saw. Um, it's not as gruesome or as dark as Saw. It's just it's a lot more sci-fi. But yeah, but um, yeah, the first death is like there's like a fly swatter, a large fly swatter that's just like it's little cube like, wire. It's kind of like that bit in um, Resident Evil. Yes. It, it, exactly like that, except no lasers, just yeah. wire instead. And yeah, it just kind of, you don't see anything except you start seeing these like little square lines of red form all over him, and then he just falls apart into little cubes, and like, I don't 
I've always been fascinated with it, because the logistics of it just don't seem like they'd work to me. I don't think it's physically possible to drag a wire entirely through your body without, like, like, you know, like, it would just start falling apart like that. Well, he he was breaking off into cubes, too, but it only sliced him in one direction. So it would have had, like, long rectangular prisms. I think he was just doing rectangles, actually. Oh, really? I don't um, remember. I mean, it looks like little cubes, but... Um, but that wouldn't yeah. have made any sense. I'd have been like, biggest plot hole ever! <laughs> like, what I imagine would happen is that thing would, like, swing, and then it'd, like, push you back. And yeah, it'd cut into you a little bit, but, like, you'd get stuck up in it. And... Well, it's super, super sharp. It's like that foot-cutting wire in Audition. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I want to believe that it's possible, but I just don't think it is. I know earlier we were kind of joking about plot holes, but I... I... This is this seems like a pretty minimal movie, and it's 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 kind of hard to find plot holes in it because they don't elaborate very much on uh, on on much of anything. There's there's some speculation about what the cube is, who built it, how they got there, but um, but in reality, it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's completely in, inconsequential to the story, and and they're never really explicit about anything. It's really just about the people. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and a lot of people had a bitch fit, and so they made, you know, the sequels, and they made the third one, which was the prequels, and that that one was supposed to answer a lot of questions, but it really didn't answer anything, and it... It just made it worse. It made it worse. Yeah, um... I've I mean, spent many... I'm sorry. No, but, that's cool. I've spent many an hour reading the IMDb, uh, IMDb pages about Cube Zero... And and their sad attempt at solving or at answering all your questions and just making more. That is awesome. I love going to IMDb and like looking up random factoids and like seeing nerds argue about stupid stuff. Dude, it's awesome. Um, yeah, but I, I I have since stopped going to the Terminator boards because I just piss a lot of people off. Oh, I, I bet. <laughs> You've got strong opinions about Terminator. Well, Terminator is, it's all about time travel, and, you know, it's, it's wibbly-wobbly, tiny-wimey, and it keeps changing. <laughs> so, there's no real, there's no canon in Terminator, it keeps changing. Oh, there's canon. No, there isn't. Third one doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> this is my tiny-wimey detector. It goes ding when there's stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Um... <laughs> Mike, are you the doctor? Where's I, your TARDIS? I you wish should I use it to doctor. get a better car. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> if they had a sonic screwdriver, this movie would be over so fast. They could just so fast. disable all the traps as they Shit. go. Yeah. The TARDIS is stuck in the middle. Instead of getting <laughs> instead of getting out to the edge like these fools did, they should have gone to the middle where there's the TARDIS and then they could have just time traveled away. Yeah, that'd make a pretty good Doctor Who episode. I'm yeah. trying to get back to the TARDIS. You know how it's bigger on the inside? The cube is actually within the TARDIS. Oh, that's that's crazy. <laughs> they get out and they can Doctor Who stuff. That's how it's powered. <laughs> it's powered by the death of all of his companions. Oh, that's so that's why the doctor picks people up. He's got to feed the cube. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he just likes the people and ends up not feeding them to the cube. He should have fed Donna to the cube. Oh, yeah, Donna <laughs> Noble. God, and Martha, too. 
What? No, I like Martha. She's probably my favorite, but should have fed her to the cube. He would have kept it fed for a long time. He could have fed Rose before he'd fed Martha. But he loved Rose. No, he didn't. He should well, I mean, Rose's dad did the cube. He did love Rose, but I don't get why. She was kind of stuck up and not cool. You should have gone for Pond when she was all about his action. That's what I'm saying. Why would he feed Bond to the cube? She's the best. No, I'm saying he should have, like, dated Pond. Oh, but, you know, she has Rory. Yeah, but she was all, like, up on his junk, so... Doesn't doesn't matter. Leaping Angels got them. Oh, did I just spoil that for everybody? Yeah, jerk. Why? Why would you do that? I mean, Daleks got them. Okay. (laughs) Well, something's gonna get them all, I guess. Leaping Daleks. (laughs) Leaping Daleks. This is all what this, I get. <laughs> Sorry. I saw this meme on uh, the internet. Somebody posted a, a Dalek voting mm-hmm. on voting day. And they were like, and a lot of people were like, why is he voting? He's British. And I'm like, just because he's in a British TV show doesn't make him <laughs> British. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Still working on that? Yes. Well, it. It doesn't help that my office is like 50 degrees. That's true. Yeah. I and go to... it's the nursing building, so they keep all the de- diseases in there. Oh yeah, and he was in Nothing, which is not horror or sci-fi, but it's uh, it's also got David Hewlett and was directed by the same guy who directed Cube. Mm-hmm. Is it at all like Cube, or it looks like it's a completely different thing? No, it's... um. It's it's basically uh, it's a comedy. It's a dark philosophical comedy. It's it's about uh, this agoraphobe who uh, I guess one I could be no, agoraphobe. Somebody who's afraid to go outside and interact with people. And, um, oh, yeah. And so they go outside. and There's nothing. The entire world outside of their house has disappeared. Oh, that's awesome. So so it's kind of like a a clever metaphor for their lives because they don't leave the house. It sounds it sounds interesting, but I I love the poster up here where it says from the director of Cube, nothing. <laughs> it's like yeah, it is the director of Cube, but they're just like that shouldn't be your deciding factor. It's like, well, I liked Cube. This is a movie about two guys in their house. And then there's nothing outside. I guess it's kind of similar. It'd be like yeah, the scene... Well, it's still one of those, like, movies where it takes place in only one place. Yeah, and, and like, a, there's a, still gotta be that scene where they open the door, and there, there's the big, like, drop. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of like Cube. Yeah, yeah. Well, is there a big drop, or is it just, like, a white set? That's true. I don't know. It could just be like white ground, white walls, white everything. This is what happens when I talk about movies. I don't know. <laughs> we could just make up a plot. Right. So, yeah. and then there was the aliens, and... Look, Mike. We're already freaked out enough. We could just rule out aliens for now. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. It's the government or a rich pervert. <laughs> The governing body of a rich pervert. Or what if it's, what if it's some, like, some rich emperor from another planet? There we go. Oh my goodness. There's our answer. It's all of the above. <laughs>
It is. Yeah. Uh, Cube 2 tried to answer it. Like, one person gets out and she ends up in, like, this pool. And I'm going to ruin the ending for you because, well, you're going to hate it anyway. But the rest <laughs> of the movie's good. And then, uh, I'm not going to tell you. Never mind. Just watch it. Alright, so there's a pool. <laughs> um, <coughs> what, I would, what I would want to see in the Cube 2 is just what exactly happened when frickin' Kazam leaves the frickin'... Or, I don't know if it's Kazam. Kazan. With an N. Kazan, okay. What, Kazan, what happens to Kazan once he leaves? Like, he's... It's just like, as soon as he gets out of the Cube... Spoilers. Kazan's the only one that survives. And he's the only one that gets out. And so... <laughs> this movie's old enough. Yeah, it's like 97. Yeah, 97. It's totally old enough. Old. Um, so, yeah, it's just... He's just in, like, a bright room. It's like that whole thing when you see, like, bright light at the end of the tunnel. That's all you see. Just lots of brightness in an empty room. And I want to know what happens from there. I mean, does he walk into Umbrella Corporation? Um... um I don't know. They kind of try to explain that in Cube Zero. Um... In the beginning of Cube Zero, they have this guy who's supposedly made it out of the cube, and he's in this final room, and he's kind of shackled mm -hmm. to uh, the room. And um, they ask him, like, three questions, and he's got to answer them correctly. And, well, he doesn't. So he gets incinerated. But, I mean, we don't know what Kazan does. That's so rude. Yeah. Like, you well, get out, and then it's like, alright, but first you must answer me these questions. Three. What is your name? <laughs> what? What is the airspeed of an unladen swallow? African or European? I don't know that! <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, the joys of Monty Python. Exactly. But I think it's kind of, I think it's, I think it's good that they left it ambiguous about what happened to Kazan at the end. Um, and I think it's good they, they they didn't really elaborate on what was outside of the cube or who built it or why they built it because I think that any any way they answered those questions would just be disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, they kind of tried to answer it in within the cube movie. Uh, Worth goes on to say that basically it's just some public project that nobody knows really what's going on and nobody's asking any questions, kind of insinuating that the cube's building itself. Through the stupidity of humans. I think that was just, like, his idea, though. Like, I don't think he really had knowledge of that, because that seemed kind of like a far-fetched definition to me. Well, I think he kind of, like, was trying to find out who was in charge, and, you know, he kept getting the runaround, and nobody really knew much of anything. Um, so it's kind of like, whoever's at on the top is keeping everyone else in the dark. Fair enough. Um... So let's let's nitpick for a second here about uh it Now it's was... time for nitpicking with Mike. Da 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 Well like <laughs> we get there and Levin and Ward don't survive specifically because Levin no, uh, no Ward is just like uh, Worth, Worth, not Ward. Worth is just like Aw, oh, I see the open door and we can leave, but now I wanna go all emo and sit down. I helped build the cube, I don't deserve to leave. He's like, I've got nothing to live for. I'm like, you just said you had a nice collection of porn to go home to. That's something. <laughs> I... Yeah, dude, you don't want your mom to find that. At least go there, uh, hide it all, and like then kill yourself. Like, you know, you can kill yourself, but you know, go watch a movie first or something. Get out of the cube. 
It's a really depressing place to die. If you're going to be emo, I mean, that's not going to help anything. So they hesitate. And then, of course, Jerkface... I mean, Quentin. seriously, if you're going to die on the cube, die in a trapped room. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> It's like, I survived the spiky sound room to die in the safe room <laughs> of apathy. I did all of this athletic work and solved all these riddles, and now I'm just going to give up. And had a police officer beat the crap out of me on multiple occasions. It, yeah, he seems like he just went through all that trouble and just kind of gave up at the end. Yeah. I don't know, maybe he felt like he, he owed it to the other people who were trapped in the, in the room. Or in the cube with him. Like, he, 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 maybe he felt like he owed it to them to, to help them get out. And that, and then, yeah. once it looked like they could get out, he said, okay, that's it. That's as, This is as far as I go. If you're going to be a dick like that, though, you should have, like, gone across the bridge, made sure everyone was out, and then go back inside. I mean, honestly, the way I look at it, he had a legitimate chance with Levin. Like, that's what I saw happening after that. The way that's I look at it, Levin was, like, 15. She yeah, was in college. I, she was in school. That, they don't teach freaking uh, movies. She was obviously <laughs> very, very smart, and she could have already been in calculus. Le they teach that in that. Levin could have been, because they, they're they always ambiguous whenever they have uh, adult actors play younger people. She could have, they could have intended her to be anywhere between 15 and 25, and and just the possibility of her being younger is just, just kind of makes it weird to think about. It's kind of creepy. But honestly, when I started this concept, this 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 line of thought, it was not that she was 15 in my mind anywhere. This has nothing to do with the movie. We can talk about the movie without talking about this. No, we can't. <laughs> thought you listened to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you said you listened to us. Look, I know you guys go off on segues, but Jesus. I would love to go off on a Segway. <laughs> I, I, just, I just pictured you riding a Segway down the street. No, it's just one of those days we'll be recording a podcast and you'll say something that offends me and I'll just get up, I'll walk out the door, and I'll drive off on a Segway. <laughs> like, where did he get that Segway? It's like, what happened to Mike? It's like, oh, well, he went off on a Segway. <laughs> oh, God. You, know, you know what the worst part of this is? I'm going to be listening to this in like two or three days and be reminded of all the stupid things I'm saying right now. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to edit it out and you're going to be like, didn't I say something about that? It's it's creepy listening to it, honestly. I try to do it every now and then. It's like, ah, why am I talking? <laughs> You're um, like, Mal left the room. I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> do, 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 do. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um... So, yeah. So, cube. Cube. It's like a Rubik's Cube. We were saying earlier, or I said earlier, that it would be funny if it was like just like a like a 5x5 five five Rubik's Cube, mm -hmm. and they were trapped inside, and they had to solve the cube, like solving a Rubik's Cube, by like going two over to move, I to mean, move it. I would say that I'd like that idea, just because it would it would like upset the orientation of the room. Like, the rooms are all moving, and they are, they got the little rumble every now and again, right? Mm -hmm. But I thought it would, I think it would be badass if they were, like, standing on the floor and all of a sudden it became the ceiling, or at least they just, like, they moved the room a little bit and, uh, you know, they got to yeah. stand on the wall all of a sudden. Well, they kind of did that in, in Hypercube, too, because all the cubes were kind of individual mm -hmm. and could 
rotate. And yeah, and, and gravity would change direction depending on what room you Oh, were yeah, in. it was pretty cool. Like, you'd go in through the side, but mm -hmm. it'd be the ceiling of the cube you're going into. Kind of like Portal. Nice. Yeah. And then you'd, you'd fall. Yeah, you'd be like, ah! So th that, that just adds another element of disorientation where you don't really know which way is up. Yeah. There's basically no way to actually get out of hypercube. That lady who well, did get out knew as, how to get out. As we learned, you just have to sit still. Yeah. And and not and go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Just wait. But really what they should have done is they should have looked around, noticed the numbers on the doors. Mhm. Mm oh, okay. Well, we just have to sit here for, you know, a couple of days and we're we're all out of here. Yeah. Uh, what was the... They said it was the first room, but it wasn't the first room, because they were all in different rooms. Whose room was that? It was the it, white room. Yeah, it was the white room. It was like the first room that they were all in together. Okay. Worth, I think Worth started off in that room. Yeah. And then Quentin climbed up into the room. They were all in adjacent rooms. Okay. Yeah. So they were all pretty close. But it was the room that, uh, what's-her-face, broke her glasses in because she stepped mm -hmm. on a piece of glass. At the beginning of the movie, she, she drops her glasses in the white room, and then uh, one of the lenses breaks, and then near the end of the movie, she steps on the little piece of glass that mm -hmm. came off of, off the lens, and she's, oh, we've been here before. And then she looks at the numbers, and... She's like, God damn it, it's right next door. <laughs> Should have just stayed here the whole time. SMH. Mm -hmm. You know, it took me, like, forever to figure out how what that stood for. Yeah, me too. I, I actually had to look it up. I feel really old. Okay. LOL, WTF, BBQ. Oh, BBQ? Why BBQ? WTF, BBQ, WTF. I wanted to have, I wanted to organize a developer conference called uh, PHP, HTML, uh, LOL, WTF, BBQ. <laughs> and there would be, there would be food and internet memes and programming. It'd be an awesome name for a restaurant. <laughs> one of those um, cyber restaurants where you can internet. It's a very 90s kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to internet cafes? They're all in Toronto. Everybody has Wi-Fi now. That's what happened. True. Every McDonald's and Starbucks in the world is an internet cafe. Yep. That's kind of sad to think about. Yeah. McDonald's sells coffee and they have Wi-Fi. Technically they... I suppose. <sighs> Hypercube. Over disambiguation. I don't know what exactly was in Hypercube, but strictly speaking, it was not a Hypercube. Because a Hypercube is a four-dimensional cube, but it really has, it's all spatial. It has nothing to do with time. So I, I don't know what the time thing was about. Well, it was time, too, no. because they had the sped-up rooms and the slow-down rooms. Yeah, there was time, but... And the paradoxical rooms. But... A hypercube is just a cube with a fourth dimension. It, it's it's all spatial. It doesn't really have anything to do with time. Well, there's a good argument in I'm fantasy land that the fourth dimension is time. That's like with sliders where they used... They misused the word dimension in every single episode. Oh, yeah. Did they? They call them alternate dimensions. They're not dimensions. They're alternate realities or alternate timelines. A dimension is... Stop getting so sciencey. This is this is Hollywood. They I'm, don't know. I'm a physics major. I cannot <laughs> help this. Stop being so sciencey, Patrick. I used to be a physics major, and then 
uh, chemistry really confused me. So I said no. Were you going to steal Mr. Streeter's job? Yes! Actually, Mr. Streeter said he would help me. <laughs> and I was like, that's great, Mr. Streeter. I haven't even taken a physics class yet, and I quit. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing with me. I, I like physics, but I don't like any of the other sciences. Yeah, physics was awesome. So I don't I don't like I don't like squishy science like biology and chemistry. Agreed. I like I like calling it that for some reason. It makes sense. Squishy science. They're both organic. Zoology. Do you have organic physics? That's this chemistry, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could. I mean, like, they have they have chemistry. They have organic chemistry. And they have biology, which you know. Radiology. You kind of mix biology and, and physics. If you want bio, like if you want bionic physics or biology, what would you call it? Radiology, biology, organic. Or yeah, if you want organic physics, you just have to throw living things. (laughs) (laughs) Organic physics is like um, blood spatter. (laughs) You need a you need a Dexter. Dexter does. You need a catapult. Yeah. You don't always need a catapult. Sometimes you use a Mack truck. We live in, like, what, an 11-dimensional universe and we can only see three of them? It's kind of sad. Yeah. I don't think we'd understand the other ones if we saw them, though. I bet we would if we did, because we would grow up in that universe. We would learn it like we would learn this one. Well, there's... I guess there's no evolutionary advantage to to us just intuitively understanding higher dimensions. That's squishy science, Patrick. Let's not talk about it. You're right. (laughs) I like that term. I'm gonna start using that to <laughs> to describe. Well, that was I think I got, I got that <laughs> hard from, science versus squishy science. I got that from Phil Plate. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, he is an astronomer. He writes uh, for Discovery blogs and uh, and he speaks at TAM, the the amazing meeting, mm. I think almost every year. TAM is like TED for science. Nice and skepticism. I don't know what TED is either. What? TED is like a lot of inspirational talks. Okay. It's a technology entertainment design, and they have people come on and talk about these really cool projects or... uh, Really neat ideas, like um, making... Like Jay McGonigal, um, one of my friends just interviewed her Mm -hmm. a few days ago. She has this great organization that turns real-life tasks into games. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And... um, you know, it's all like based on her research about the epic win, mm-hmm. um, trying to make mundane life decisions into epic wins. That's cool. No, I I've seen like like the TED logo, and I'm like, this is probably something I should know about. Oh but... yeah, you should watch some of those. They're really interesting. Some of them suck though. Yeah. They had a uh, a fake TED talk uh, for TED 2023 with. Uh, Guy Pierce as uh, Peter Whalen, <laughs> and it was a, it was a, it was kind of like a teaser for Prometheus. Nice. So they tied Ted and in, into, into into Prometheus. Yeah, that was a good movie. I just recently watched it. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. It's pretty decent. It is. I heard it was disappointing, but you know what? Though I've never seen an Aliens movie, and I thought it was awesome. Oh, so... you haven't seen like the original or? Aliens, yeah. or... Oh, that's why you're an that's alien That's probably why I don't like aliens, but I love the Predator. Oh, so, 
Let's look at this Alien versus Predator poll and see who actually won. Let's, let's not, because my choice is losing. You're an Alien guy? I prefer the Alien movies to the Predator movies, yes. Good. You're on the right side. <laughs> the right side, whether or not you're losing. Whatever. You're winning by like four votes. Okay, look, Mike. This is, okay, 28 votes for Predator, 25 votes for Alien. Your mom actually voted for Alien, and she said she doesn't know why. She's just voting because she wants to be on your side. <laughs> My mom? <laughs> your mom voted. Um, so that's 24 votes for Alien. However, this one, three votes, says they liked Alien better as a movie. So that's 28 to 24 Okay. So, it's, I mean, yeah, 20, no, to 27. 28 to 27. Alright, how many of you said sorry both? Sorry both, but... That's three votes. So for that's, both. Yeah, but so I'm going to count those as aliens, because... <laughs> and I'm going to count them as predators, because they said sorry both. Both means both, so let's just negate predator, the both. Predator was just on a hunting trip, though. Like, he should have... Like, been wearing flannel, had a trucker cap, and a shotgun. Exactly! He doesn't need that <laughs> if he can turn into camouflage. It, it doesn't matter. He's just... <sighs> Alien was cool. <laughs> All right, Alien look. was, like, <laughs> popping out of people's chests and slashing people and Alien is a biological awesomeness. Alien, biologically, is probably way better than Predator, because Predator's only biological advance is the fact that he's got that weird mouth thing going on. But Predator is a lot more, he's, it's smarter than the alien. It's, it's got engineering science and stuff. They're freaking smart as hell. Well, so aliens don't need engineering and science because they could just stow away on a ship and wait until somebody finds them and then... They bleed acid. <laughs> they you know what that means? Acid. If you cut them... They can rub their wound on your face to fuck you up. They're just like, Ow. And then they'll just eat you. That's their only <laughs> motive is to eat you. But Predator's... Predator's like Batman, I guess, you know? He's the Batman of the alien Predator world. And then... And then the aliens are like... The, the, the aliens. <laughs> the aliens were smart. Like, there was this scene in, in the second movie in Aliens where they're, uh, like, hiding in a, in a closet somewhere. And... And the, and the aliens find them, and they try to open the door. They're, they're at least as smart as velociraptors. Okay, so they, they can open doors. doors. <laughs> See, I got a little Jurassic uh, Park reference in there. All right, Kyle says, Kyle, who who's often on the podcast randomly, uh, says, Predators are better as they hunt the aliens, although as a species, the aliens are much more interesting. Now, I don't think... Do predators actually hunt the aliens? And let me preface this. I do not want to reference the Alien vs. Predator movies. Oh, please don't. Please don't. Because I think that that's just like Freddy vs. Jason. That's fan service. So if we discount those, are there really predators hunting the aliens? The actual aliens? Or what do they actually do in the Predator well, movies? Well, predators hunt. They, that's kind of what Predator means. They're hunters. Right. So I think that as a species, they like to travel the galaxy, and challenge themselves to hunt more and more complicated things. Like, if if you're a predator, your initiation to, like, being a man, your rite of passage is probably going out and killing an alien. You think, do you think predators hunt each other? Probably. Because humans like to hunt each other. 
Anyways, Mike, your mom answered Alien and said, I am voting like my son and godson did. I do not know why. I am not sure what we are talking about. That's because she's not into sci-fi. <laughs> so I discounted her vote. A lot of a lot of people gave really good reasons to vote for either there either side. There were way more comments than I thought there were. So, did you watch anything cool this week? Um, I've been kind of watching Supernatural, the show. Yeah? It's on Netflix. It's pretty good. I, I've seen, like, the first two seasons in full of Supernatural. It's a good show. And by the way, I watched the... Since we talked about it last week, I have watched the trailers for Evil Dead. Awesome. Yep. And, um, World War Z. And I'm actually excited for the movie. I still didn't like the book, but apparently the movie's not anything like the book because they have running zombies, and the book makes a very, very strong point that the zombies did not run. So, um, I'm actually excited for the movie. It looks awesome. Action-packed and zombies all hive-minding, climbing up buildings and shit. I'm a, I maintain that it looks okay. But I'm I'm a much bigger fan of the slow shambly zombies and, uh, but you know I will definitely see it. High profile zombie movie. Speaking of which, um, it seems that the uh, the tale of Zombieland has come true. There is an expiration date on Twinkies now. Yep. Somewhere out there is the world's last Twinkie. Because Hostess... <gasps> oh my god, Mike. Apocalypse is supposed to happen next month. Okay. Alright. So, if it's a zombie apocalypse, there might actually be a last shipment of Twinkies. Yeah. So, so remember to double tap. I read that they made <laughs> vegan Twinkies for, uh, for Woody Harrelson. I think, twi- I think Twinkies are vegan. Are they? Yeah. No, they're not. I think they are. I think the cream is actually like a processed oil kind of thing like they would put in oh. a vegan Twinkie. No, it's whipped pig fat. Is it? With sugar. <laughs> well, at least that's what I've heard. I actually kind of doubt the Twinkie is going to go away forever. I'm pretty sure one of the other snack cake companies will buy the rights and put out Twinkies. But, uh... But, yeah. Hostess shut, so cool. shut, it, shut down today, so... Yeah, well... Oh. Kind of their fault, but doesn't doesn't really change the fact that the the Twinkie supply is dwindling. Yeah. yeah. So I can't find a definitive answer on whether Twinkies are vegan, but if you have a box of Twinkies, just read the ingredients and you will know. No. If you have a box of Twinkies, you you put that into storage, because that's going to be worth something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they expire, so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So no. Uh. Yeah. This week, I, through legitimate means, got my hands on the entire season, series of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Sweet. Nice. And Tales from the Crypt. What? Yes. Nice. And uh, so I, I was, I've watched like the first two or three episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark again. And, you know, I think it still holds up. I mean, it's creepy. You know it's for kids. But it still works pretty well. Um, I think the show was well made. I think the first season of Ari Afraid of Dark was way creepier than any successive seasons. Well, I, I will have to report back to you, because I, I plan on working my way through both of those. I think it's the first or second episode, like, The Neighbors Are Vampires, that was pretty good. 
Yeah, I, you know what? I was talking about that episode when I was writing my list because that episode reminded me a lot of Fright Night. Yeah. Um, and I remember they had like blood inside a cooler in the basement. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I watched I watched that, and uh, I also watched Halloween three this week. Nice. Um, and I plan on writing uh, a little thing for the site on that because. Um, well, I mean, Halloween 3 is a big uh, departure from Halloween 1 and 2. Yeah. It's it's the one where they dropped Michael Myers and had masks and stuff. and. Yeah. Oh, remember how I was saying, like, the back of the VHS box said something weird about witches and... Not witches, but, like, Sam Hain and bringing Michael back from the dead and... Yeah. Anyways, I, I did some research on that, and um, there's there's actually a Halloween book series... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, there's like six books. Uh, some of them are technically canon, some of them are not. And I think there's also like a comic book series. But anyways, in one of the canon book series, they talk about, you know, how he keeps coming back. And mm-hmm. the Sam Hain and um, stars and voodoo and shit. That's actually in one of the movies. I think it's The Curse of Michael Myers. Maybe, but there's also... It was originated in the books that came out so. before the fifth and or before the fourth and fifth movies came out. Um, and I was going to do extensive research on it, but then I w- I left work. Yeah. And uh, I forgot about it until just now. Well, there's there's always future ep- uh, <laughs> episodes. We'll we'll get to the bottom of this Michael Myers. I'll thing. probably remember again when I edit this podcast, and I'm like, oh yeah, that. So, uh, we kind of don't know what Slenderman is, so if you know what Slenderman is, let us know. Yeah. I'm not entirely clear on it myself. And also, you know, give us suggestions, because... Because every time somebody suggests something, we invite you to be on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Um, I am very much... I'm much more into science fiction than I am into horror. Mm-hmm. I know this is a like a <clears throat> sort of horror themed podcast. Oh, it's B. It's B. Yeah. All right. Like the, the, like on four chan B that B. <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> that's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> kind of, but no. No, I know what you mean. Uh, I don't get zombies. You don't get zombies. Like, uh, I don't understand. I know a lot, like a lot of people like zombies, but I don't really understand why zombies, like stories about zombies, movies about zombies, you know, dressing up as zombies. I don't really understand why it's so popular. Because um, there's a lot of zombie movies out right now, and they're like the easiest thing to do. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think the the thing about zombie movies that's so popular, like I'm I'm guessing here, but zombie movies kind of are. Uh, they're apocalypse scenarios, and that's kind of a fascinating thing for people. And, uh, like, uh, Robert Kirkman talks about how the zombie movies are really more about the people. Like, invariably, all the zombies, you know, you can kill them. They're not that hard. It's when you get people, like, pinned together in a room. Yeah, it's more It's kind of like how in Cube, where the guy, they, they got stuck with each other, and the people turned into the monsters. The same thing happens in zombie movies. Oh, only in, in, a, only in a literal sense. Instead of, instead of uh, people turning into monsters, well, psychologically, they physically turn into monsters in, in zombie movies. Well, well, yeah, but that, um, it's like, the outside 
can reflect the inside. Okay. So, like, people are literally turning into monsters, but people who are still human, um, like, the zombies aren't your biggest problem. It's the other people who are alive who are trying to survive. Mm -hmm. Because humans are, are basically just animals, and they're... Yeah. And scared animals are dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that that's that's all the, like, you know, kind of deep thoughts on the matter. <laughs> that That's, like, you know, there's some part of me that's always like, man, if there's a zombie apocalypse, I could just, like, take some heads off. It's like stress relief, you know? Yeah, and you questioned that graph about about uh, gory movies and musicals. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the graph. There's like a Venn diagram of people who like really gory movies and people who like musicals, and in the, in the middle there's this very thin sliver of people who are serial killers. <laughs> yep. Yeah, though I don't think Dexter likes musicals, so I don't think he really fits... Well, he's not exactly a serial killer. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Well, like, but not by the modern definition, like the yeah. normal definition. Yes, he, yes, is. he is. He kills people. He has a pattern. Repeatedly, he has a pattern. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, he's not like just out there killing. He's reactionary. He kills people that kill people. Well, no, see, he he doesn't just kill people who kill people. Well, he says that to make himself feel better about it. He's definitely a serial killer. I I don't think I don't know. I just yeah, that's kind of the whole thing. Like Dexter's a serial killer. That's his whole thing. But he is like a killer of killers. He's not like just. It doesn't matter who you kill. It matters if you kill the same kind of people all the time. If he was just killing randomly, he wouldn't be a serial killer. But he stalks, and he choo he specifically chooses. Um, why, why would you send it to me? I thought it was important. <laughs> I, I thought it was important Hi. to know where that's happening. Oh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Hmm. The recent murders of six serial killers have, have shaken the serial killer community to its core, ushering in a new era of fear, suspicion, and mistrust. Homicidal maniacs reported Monday. <laughs> oh, nice. man, the onion. You, I love you. <laughs> but talking about Dexter just made me think of that article. Yeah, because now there's there's a serial killer out there killing serial killers. Oh, yeah. is this actually happening? No, it's, no, the, it's onion. the onion. Okay. The onion is never true. I read the onion once, and it was all um, it was just a small little article about how people were rushing to their homes, fleeing the sunset, because they were like, I don't know if it'll ever come up again. <laughs> As the sun set behind the clouds, or behind the horizon, millions of people rushed to their homes in preparation for the dark times. Yeah, this this podcast has gotten way off rails, and you know what, I, I like that about it. Yeah. So, Cube. Yeah, we don't have to get back to the Cube. Um, cube. If you talk about the Cube franchise as a whole... Um, there's some pretty interesting things, like, um, in Cube Zero, which is supposed to happen before the Cube, um, you, it focuses on two guys who are, like, in this control room, kind of babysitting the people in the Cube on monitors, mm -hmm. and one guy asks too many questions. And so in the next movie, he ends up in the Cube himself. So in, in the main Cube movie, 
uh, the guy is supposed to be the guy from the first one, and he had, mm -hmm. you know, brain surgery. You know, I actually thought the idea of, you know, spending some time on the people actually running the cube was kind of interesting, because here you have these people who are basically forced to sort of divorce themselves, to sort of dehumanize the people who are, who are in the maze, and they, they kind of have to yeah. separate themselves from from these other human beings and there's a bit of dehumanization going on that I wish they would have explored a little more. Um, also I think Cube Zero I don't know. I, I I don't think it this is my opinion, I don't think that Cube Zero was as good as the original movie. Um, and maybe they tried to make up for that, try to make it a little more edgier, a little more exciting by Making the desk gorier and and more graphic. Yeah. And it's it and the cube kind of the original. It, you, you kind of you deal with the the threat of falling into one of these traps, but with Cube Zero, people practically they seem to just walk right into them. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and and it's just one death after another, which isn't uh, isn't as suspenseful, in my opinion. That's my opinion. Prime numbers! So how many prime numbers do you know? 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, 13, 17, and 19. 23, 29, 31, uh, 30, no. 37. I don't know. How many places of pi do you know? Uh, uh, I know, uh, like, 13 places of pi? Like, 3.1415926533... I can remember like more sometimes if I if yeah. I do the Pi song in my head. I said I might have said this earlier in the podcast. I, one of the things that I really enjoyed about Cube was uh, math. Like they have to they have to try to save their own lives by by doing math, and there aren't many horror movies out there where you can get out of the situation that you're in by doing math. Yeah, that's and th true. And I think that makes it kind of where you actually have to use your brains and, and your knowledge to uh, and, yeah. and try to stay calm, keep yourself calm, and keep your head down. Do do what needs you know do the math that needs to be done, and yeah. and find your way. Well, out. that's an interesting thing uh, that you know. In most horror movies, you know, there's a thing out there trying to get you, and your first instinct is to run, and you have to run to get away from this thing, but in this one, you have to sit down and focus on something. Yeah, and where are you going to run? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, it takes away the running away ability, but you have to, like, right. calm your flight or fight sense and sit down and forget everything around you and do math in yeah. order to progress. It's kind of, it's cool, because, um, like, if you think about it, in a lot of horror movies, if people would sit down and just kind of think, they could probably survive a lot better than they're just, like, running off their instincts. Yeah. Like, I maintain, I, I've said this a million times, and I'm going to say it again, every zombie movie is kind of stupid. Just because you get one, one infected zombie, he bites somebody else, you've got two people, 
it would not be that hard to kill the three or four people that get infected. Like, it should never be allowed to be, get blown that far out of proportion. Well, I think it was kind of explained in the World War Z book, which I did read, but didn't like. Um, that it started off in, like, third world countries where everyone was kind of not... They didn't believe in science of that, and they were probably like, Ah! Jimmy's come back from the dead! I love Jimmy! Jimmy, come in and have some dinner! Oh my god! Oh my god, he bit me! <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I, I, um, I still really look forward to one day seeing the XKCD zombie movie, in which they kill <laughs> the one zombie in the first five minutes and spend the rest of the movie as a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. XKCD, you are wonderful. Do you like XKCD? I do. You strike me as somebody that might understand more of the math stuff than I do. I'm a, very, I'm a, I'm a math geek. I'm also a space geek, and I really enjoyed the uh, the Upgoer 5 uh, comic that they had earlier this week. I don't think I've seen that one yeah, yet. Yeah. So it's it's basically a blueprint of the Saturn V rocket, mm -hmm. but everything is uh, labeled with... With the, the 10,000 words most commonly used. No, or 1,000 words. Why would you say 1,000? Why wouldn't you say... One thousand. Well, it's all. It's the joke is people don't really uh, use complicated words very often, so they use they describe the whole rocket with really really simplistic terms. Yeah. <laughs> it does look pretty cool. There's the people box. Yeah, people box door, a uh, part that burns, air type, air type gas that burns. Uh, you start at the bottom, I think. Uh, <laughs> Lots of fire comes out of here. <laughs> yeah. This, this end should point toward the ground if you want to go to space. If it starts pointing toward space, you are having a bad problem and will not go to space today. <laughs> oh, Can't do this anymore. So let's let's do a sign-off. Uh, but yeah, so this was, I think it's episode 16 of the B-Cast. Yeah, 16 episodes, woo! On the 16th. We did another... Holy shit! Yeah, I know, woo. right? We did another podcast! Yay! Yay. We're still going! Yay! Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Anyways. Um. Um, that's it for the B-Cast this week. Yeah. Bye, uh, guys. 